Coming up, readings beyond the raffle and Theoryland approved conjecture. Deep dive into the spells and scrolls of nerd culture. Absorb Stormlight. Home sympathy. Arnas, Sayadar, and Sayadin. This is Phantology. You may have heard of us. Okay, what's up, Council of Keepers? This is Stephen, your host with Phantology Podcast, along with my lifelong friends, Ben and Josh, doing another Alex Varis review, this time talking about books six and seven, Veiled and Burned, series by Benedict Jaca. And this now puts us past the halfway point in the series because it's 12 books and we've read over half. And so uh, what are kind of your guys' like high-level thoughts on the series at this point? It ebbs and flows so much for me. Yeah. It was the same thing, I think, between book four and five. Like, I was pretty, pretty, like, I really enjoyed book four. And then by book five, I was like, oh, man, you know, like, it kind of went through another slump. But then mm. I think six got me out of it. Anyway, so it's, wait, was six veiled? Six is veiled. Seven is burned. Okay. Sorry. So I think five and six were a slump. And then I really yeah. like. Yeah, I think our opinions are going to be pretty close on this one. We don't really have any, like back and forth differing opinions well I mean well, I guess we'll see but from conversations I have I think we all kind of have the same opinion here yeah I, I think that I think that they do stay like a consistent quality and in, in a lot of senses though like I don't think there's been a huge misses you know where it's just like oh man this went off the rails sure. which you know is still like impressive and so I think that they're all like between like a six out of 10 and like an eight out of 10. They're all kind of hovering in that area for me. See, I would probably put it more like a five and seven, you know, like, because there, to me, there hasn't been any amazing moments in really any of them, but they've, there hasn't also, like you said, been any like terrible misses either. So, but sometimes I'll be like, just kind of waiting for things to happen, you Mm -hmm. know? And so to me, that's kind of like, I don't know, like I'm enjoying the series because it's, it's just like a fun, cozy read. It's just, yeah, like there's there's moments where I'm just waiting for some stuff to happen. And that's a lot that was a lot more true and veiled than burned this time. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he really kind of plays it safe in books five and six. And like you said, like not that much of importance actually happens, at least from you know, from from our perspective halfway through the series. So it does seem like they're a little bit weaker. And then when he takes some big swings and does some things in books four and seven. I thought it really worked. So I, I would say I'm more like a five to eight and a half. Like I really liked some books and some other ones. I was like, bit of a snooze. Yeah, bit of a snooze. Yeah, that's a good way. And and the thing is, it's like, why are they, why is he making snooze books? Like he has all these characters that I think that's really why I have a hard time with them. Cause I'm like, you have all these characters and all these conflicts that are just like waiting to happen. And then you have a book like Veiled that really, like just doesn't take advantage of that as much you know it kind of like introduces this third like organization like the that nobody really like knows about or cares about like you don't need to do that at this point in the series you have all the chess pieces in play yeah i feel like i could see what he was trying to do it just we don't really think it paid off but 
he's introducing the the light council more which is obviously a big part of the plot and making a, a pretty I think a pretty good side character in Caldera kind of bringing her to the forefront and turning it into kind of like a police investigation type book like it could have worked but we just didn't really care for it like the execution wasn't quite there no I I totally agree with that like I I think that like Caldera entering the picture in a bigger way is good I think everything you said was true but that they could have done it without introducing this new like pimping organization you know what i mean like it just mm. it felt unnecessary to me like they could have done that it probably in the same way he's going to do it for the rest of the series which is could have just tied it in more directly to richard and the dark right. witches rather than the white rose thing mm-hmm. the, yeah that's kind of my thing too is it's hard for me to know which conflicts are going to be carrying on throughout the series and which ones are going to mm-hmm. be resolved by the ending of that book you know which which i think is always a hard thing in longer series because you do need one-off plots to be able to kind of propel each book while building that you know greater greater conflict and so but that's the the other complaint for me of the series is that i really don't i haven't gotten really invested in council politics yet and so that's made it hard for me to really care about when oh this light mage was really bad and teamed up with levistus and we didn't know it you know i'm just like in my head, all the other major or all the other mages are just bad. I think what book seven did was it made things more concrete. It made things be like, okay, I can see out of these seven council members, which ones are really going to be team Alex in some sense and which ones mm-hmm. aren't. I think that's why that book really worked for me. Cause it wasn't like, oh, this, this person allied with that person because of this reason and that reason that I don't really care about. Cause they haven't been essential to the plot or to the characters really at all. And then this made it essential to the characters. So it worked. Yeah, I think there's a few things there to talk more about, Josh. Let's pause here for an ad break before we continue on. Okay, so I think at this point, we can just kind of say we're getting into a full review of the books. So, uh, but actually, before we did, I liked your comment about how do you make a long series where the individual books have good arcs that seem, you know, impactful and important but also continue the momentum towards the bigger thing. Like I think Harry Potter is a good example where every book had its own arc. Like in the first one, we got to get the Sorcerer's Stone. Oh, and then at the end, it's Voldemort just like trying to come back. And then second one, we got to do the Chamber of Secrets. And then, oh, it ties into Voldemort and kind of third one, actually third one, maybe not as much. Well, no, but Peter Pettigrew is escaping and once again, bringing back Voldemort. So there's like the, the big plot within each book, but then at the end, there's like the, you know, the looming thread of the bigger thing. And I think, I think Harry Potter is a good example. I think Dresden does it pretty well, except for maybe the beginning of the series isn't as strong. The thing is though, here's the thing with Harry Potter. Like there's a few reasons why I think it works a little bit better. First, because Harry is the one doing the progressing and it's progressing Harry along. And that's kind of similar with Dresden. The problem I'm having a little bit with Alex is that he doesn't really have many huge character developments like alex himself has been a pretty stagnant character i feel like he's had he's created closer friendships and stuff with people but like Mm -hmm. he hasn't developed any new abilities or he hasn't um changed his perspective on life at all you know what i mean i thought book four had a really good chance to develop him more and it it helped us as a reader know him more but like you said he didn't really change a whole lot like we just kind of really 
solidified who he was but yeah like you said he's he's been the same character for a while now yeah yeah for sure we got we got some more backstory right but like that's not the same thing as like character growth yeah he is a bit older right so maybe it makes sense that he's not changing as much yeah but i mean even think think about like the other like classic fantasy books that we all like really love like vin changes a lot throughout this or you know what i mean like I, mm-hmm. I don't really want to like spoil other random series but like you get like these characters that like you love them the whole time but like they're really changing yeah. so they have yeah. more internal struggle and with alex there's not the same internal conflict like he is straddling the fence he's got a pretty solid opinion on the light mages and dark mages and he doesn't seem to be changing any of that through seven books right so i think the one-off plots are fine if they're serving like some big like character growth moments but like if the one-off plots are just that and like sure they may be developing side characters but like you know we're here for alex at this point sure it's a good point so i the other reason why veiled really was tough for me is because there was a lot of exposition with council politics that was just like out of nowhere you know it was like suddenly we have like seven different factions of of yeah the light mages and i'm like if these were always there then they should have always been there and if not then you've got to find a better way of just like info dumping like somebody sitting down with alex and being like oh what about this council like branch you know what i mean like it was just i'm like Mm -hmm. i felt like i was reading a treatise on like different political groups in britain you know what i mean (laughs) and and like josh said we didn't know what was important and what wasn't important in terms of characters and in terms of plot elements like that. Like, do I care if someone's the order of the star or, you know, like a, uh, or, yeah, yeah. Or if they're sitting in the middle or if they're, uh, if they're on either side of the faction that wants to bring in the dark mage, like, I guess the dark mage thing that seemed important, but the other parts. Yeah. The dark mage seat like was set up really well. I have no, yeah. But like, yeah, like the fact that it ended up being like, and continuing into burned, like suddenly Alex has like, like death orders going out from like these very specific factions, you know, I, I thought that was set up because you knew that he had yeah. to Levistus. Yeah, sure. That was fine. Like, we, we've known, we've known Levistus for a while. Like he's been someone who's scary. I was more meaning like, I think it was the order of the shield or whatever, like where the gate mage at the end of, at the start of burned was the one that like actually burned down as house right like and she was like teleporting everybody in and so i don't know it made it more for me more about uh council politics in that specific part than Mm. um kind of getting revenge it does seem like a lot of the council wizards are kind of interchangeable just have different names and abilities you could kind of swap them around it's because we haven't gotten a really good guy council you know it's not like well who, who's I think, Land, I think Landis. We, Landis. Landis is cool and he seems to be on Alex's Land, side. Yeah, Landis is cool and he does, but he doesn't seem like, like you're not really rooting for it. Oh, yay, Landis is coming in to save the day. It's like, oh, Landis. I don't know, man. That when, fight with Landis and Vahela, yeah, that, that was, was pretty, pretty, that was pretty epic. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I just don't think, like, I'm not sitting there thinking about, like, oh, what cool thing is Landis going to do? He did grow, he did get better, obviously. But I don't know. I, it's just, I think that there needs to be a little bit more, oh, for, like even just friendship between him and him. You know, kind of like if if it was like Caldera, only Caldera was on the count. Because yeah. that that grew that that grew a lot. And I, I really appreciated like his friendship with Caldera. 
and caldera became somebody i was like oh what cool thing is caldera gonna do yeah yeah how, caldera how much of like murphy did you see in caldera yeah i mean for sure yeah well but there's, I, a, there's a few differences there well, but. sure but i liked the direction that it went at the end of burned where he really ticked her off and like that we'll see if that relationship is you know reconcilable yeah i i i agree with that i like it but like also what else was he gonna do like if he let her take it take him in then he was you know like the motivations were pretty clear for him and she was being yeah. pretty like, well i think that I, yeah i think that's a good setup of the plot like you put these two characters with really that get along but they also have really strong beliefs in one direction and let them figure out what they're gonna do and i thought i thought that was really good character stuff yeah I, I like that, but I feel like there's a little bit more nuance with um, him and oh, what's what's his uh, time mage's friend's name? Um, Sonder. Sonder. I feel like there's a lot more nuance in that instance, you know, where Sonder just kind of like let him go. You know what I mean? Because he realized that like things were in his black and white. But the thing is, is that Alex had spent so much less time with Sonder, making that it, like. I would have expected the nuance to be there with Caldera and not with Sonder, if that makes sense, because mm. Alex has gotten so close with Caldera and he's kind of been estranged from Sonder in the last. I mean, did Sonder let him go? It seemed like Alex just kind of tricked him and ran away and uh... Sonder was a little clueless because it was set up before where Alex and Sonder had this conversation and Alex is like, what are you going to do if it comes to this? Are you going to side with the council? Are you going to side with me? And Sonder was like, I don't know. And he still didn't make a choice. Alex made well, a choice. Sonder I feel like he really kind of made a choice to not pursue him. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, he could have. The thing is, Caldera did make a choice to, and maybe Caldera didn't understand quite what was going on. That's also a possibility. Well, I thought it was cool because Caldera has this like blind trust in the system, right? But Alex understands that it's not nearly as light as Caldera thinks it is. And for Caldera, it's like her whole life and everything, you, you know, her she really has nothing else other than her job. So it totally makes sense that she would feel that way. Yeah. The the reason why I kind of had a hard time with Burn though is because she kind of made the opposite choice at the end of Vale, right? Where they had ordered, she had gotten the order to bring Alex in and then he calls her and is like, I need backup. And then she kind of bucks the system a little bit and goes. Yeah, that's you know. fair. So she, it's almost like we had already seen her overcome that a little bit. And then suddenly she's back in a similar position and burned and makes like the complete opposite. So that was a little weird to me, but I don't know. It's also believable. You know what I mean? Like uh, that people would oscillate with stuff like that because with burned, she's, it's seemingly a much more calm situation. It's not like in the heat of battle or anything, right? Like it's just, she's got the order to bring him in, you know, Mm. and he's not in immediate peril or anything. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. Like the way that they went to arrest Alex, like we're just kind of jumping around from plot point to plot point. But the way that they went to arrest Alex just seems super sus and under the table. And you think that she might be like, yeah, this might not be right, but she doesn't. And again, I mean, but maybe that's just how, you know, it's done with the White Council and Keepers. Like you can't get the idea that it's like a spy movie, right? Where he's like, just like watching his apprentice do do your thing. Like something like he sees all the black suits kind of like coming in on him. You know yeah. what I mean? It was pretty cinematic. I, I enjoyed it. You know, I also enjoyed that he like actually beat her in a fair fight. I guess he cheated like he normally does or whatever. But like, 
right the fight was pretty cool and the fact that you're like oh like let's see these two people that we've right kind of grown to know their skill sets you know no i agree it's, it's totally cinematic when he's jumping out the building and runs over and fights her under the tunnel and the bus comes around yeah it was really cool yeah i love his like weightless spell or whatever he kind of floats down and then like caldera just like cracks the concrete as she jumps off yeah. the building or whatever it was pretty cool yeah just because we are jumping around the other reason i think that veil or that uh oh dang um yeah veiled right veiled yeah. yeah yeah the yeah. other reason why i think veiled works so well is it be, is because it gave or you mean burn works sorry burn yeah the other reason yeah. why burned works so well i knew i was getting that right wrong, is because burned gives all of his friends something to do like literally all of them you, yeah you know? totally even if it's just small things like luna preparing for her journeyman test was great and oh wait what was that working to do and she and didn't quite as much yeah she, she was yeah. kind of along for the ride well, a little bit just but, because veiled was like a pretty yeah heavy book. yeah and had a few books. but she was in the book a lot with alex too i mean yeah. especially at the end and then mm. you know all of them were trying to save their own skin and it was outlined at the very beginning of the book like okay this is what we need to do to get you guys to safety and so yeah i just i think that that was an important thing for making it work because really i am invested in all of his friends because they are the ones that are kind of like ben said they have they have the dynamic parts whereas yeah. alex really doesn't mm-hmm. yeah and that's that's why i think that's what i was kind of trying to get out with veiled is that like we don't need more chess pieces you know what i mean we have enough to keep track of already that can both that can all do like really cool things like well i think i think we it. could add them for sure but the problem with veiled is we don't have Anne and barium and luna really doing right. anything that cool and we like these characters and we're, we're invested in them for books and books and so to have a book where they're just kind of like on the sidelines and alex is going on an adventure with a new team is a little lame we want to see the ones that we care about every book yeah i think after this book if they just take the council and you clearly have out i mean well moving forward it looks like richard's gonna be a much bigger part of it too because of how yeah, burned yeah. ended so I, I still think that there's a lot of room to set up this bigger conflict, but we, there needs to be some strategy in how these chess pieces are used, like we've been talking about. Which, again, I think that we're headed, like, hopefully, fingers crossed, right? Like, that everything we've talked about looks like it's about to be solved. We have Alex about to hit major character growth because, or at least character changes, because of he's now having to work under Richard again, right? All right. of his, like, his home is gone. He's being isolated from his friends. Luckily, he still has Anne. But, like, there's huge potential for, like, um, this series to really, like, fix a lot of the stuff that we've talked about. And not, Mm. again, not that I've really not enjoyed any of these books, but, like, it's gotten stale. So I'm totally fingers crossed that Bound picks up where where Burn left off and really, like, you know, finishes what Burn started. Yeah, burned is basically like the changes from Harry Dresden. It's not let's not spoil changes though. Yeah. Well, I mean, just in general, like there's oh, there's okay. big things. And in in burned, Alex has lost all this stuff. His home is gone, his his miscloak is gone, his you know, now he's a big deal. He used to be kind of this guy on the sidelines, but now everyone knows about him and he's important and he's kind of that's what he's used to. He's used to being this kind of anonymous figure, and that's yeah. gonna change and I think Ben, like, if he doesn't have character growth, then then it's a big miss because this is a big opportunity for him to. Yeah. What a 
what do you think about the whole bubble bubble realm mission to me that was like a highlight which is weird because it didn't work for me when um i think in book five when they went to when it was the shadow realm thing yeah shadow realm because it was just like so is it called it's like something it might might not be shadow realm but something like that yeah yeah but like whereas this one was like a specific like mission in the bubble Mm -hmm. realm i i really enjoyed that and i enjoyed like it's like you gotta kind of like learn how the physics of like worked in the bubble realm where like the light mages couldn't really be much help right because the, like it was soaking yeah. up the light and so like it was very vivid for me and i really enjoyed that aspect of it i yeah i thought it was also cool i thought it was a little bit of a MacGuffin thing again where they were like getting the thing and we don't even know what the thing is so hopefully that's important in the future sure. yeah it might be a magic lamp but we don't know <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, the the actual adventure there was cool. And I posted this in the chat. I had like big Harry Potter, Death Eater type vibes, especially I really liked the Landis Behela fight. I thought that was really epic and like really almost like Bellatrix Lestrange mm-hmm. versus uh, who does she duel in Order oh, of the Phoenix? Uh, Molly well, in Order of the Phoenix. Well, I was thinking more Order of the Phoenix because that oh. was like the uh, uh, kind of uh, yeah, yeah, well, the, right. Yeah, yeah. And and other order members i guess but yeah yeah i i agree that was pretty awesome and that that was one of the times when i was like oh dang like magic in this world is pretty cool like with them casting because we don't we see the effects of magic a lot but we don't really see a lot of like magic actually being used if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so this one was fun to see it actually we've seen it a few times during the climaxes like where yeah like the uh the one ice mage i think in the second book and stuff yeah like, yeah i mean there's definitely been times but like it's again it's like they cast a specific spell or do something big to like move the situation along versus this was just like spell after spell and that spell is blocked and then throw another one and then it go, like it actually goes on and feels like a choreographed thing instead of just like mm. a big spell let's move on yeah 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 i could see that I think that it's also interesting because the reason we probably don't see that is because Alex would just get his head blown off pretty quickly mm-hmm. in that fight. <laughs> he's, right. he's more just dodging spells, trying to get out of there when spells start being slow. Yeah, right. I've enjoyed the the few instances where Luna's dueling. I think those fights have been kind of fun too. And uh, I thought the setup with her doing her journeyman test and everything, and like we we talked about this earlier, but Alex had to leave in the middle. But that whole thing was was pretty cool. I I wish we could have seen the end, but I guess somehow she was able to overcome her uh, series long weakness. And <laughs> yeah, that was a little odd, wasn't it? I mean, I, they talked about how she's getting better at it, but yeah, yeah. Well, I really wish that we had like a perspective. Like it's it's interesting because part of what gives these books their charm is that we just see the Alex perspective the whole way through you know what I mean we're just like so focused on him and it makes it really fast paced you know but like sometimes you do wish that you're like okay like let's give Luna a chapter you know what I mean yeah well I mean talk about character growth she's the one she's the one character who's had the most growth oh absolutely yeah yeah that's true well and has had a lot of growth and very I, yeah all these side yeah characters. yeah uh, I guess various kind of stage. And it's changed. Yeah, Saunders changed a lot too. We just haven't really it happen. I feel like for some reason, at least for me, Luna is just the one character that's the easiest to root for. Yeah, because she's so sympathetic. Like Anne is really cool as well, but you like never really know if she is actually like like she always has the kind of like, oh, she might turn out to be evil vibe. Not anymore, mm-hmm. but for the first few books, at least to me. 
she was like if there's one that was going to be trey alex it probably would have been Anne. but then obviously this book that changed is that so is this end game in terms of relationship do you think it's Anne? yeah i mean honestly i was expecting something more significant to happen during this time you know they're yeah. on the run they've got some chemistry if if this ever were turned into a movie or a tv show for sure they're getting together at this point yeah it's kind of silly for them not to especially because how they were like it was like weeks right that they were on the run for yeah it's yeah. a long time it was like before it was like christmas day is when everything went down right or the yeah, then, or christmas. boxing day and then yeah. it, and then like all the way until then i don't know it seems a little strange to me that it didn't happen yeah and maybe i don't know I don't know. Maybe Alex just knew that he didn't want to get closer to her because true, there's going to be stuff going on. I mean, he didn't necessarily know that he was planning on sacrificing himself the whole time, but that would make sense that he didn't want to. He didn't want to hurt her further. Yeah, and I mean, maybe we're maybe Andrews doesn't want anything to happen to you. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. I think she does. does, But we, 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 well, wait, we had that whole conversation where she was like, I need somebody that's powerful, but also can protect me, but doesn't, yeah. Like, literally, Alex is the only one that fits this description. There's nobody else in the world that could possibly fit that description for her. They had some good, they had, yeah, they had that conversation was, I thought, some good character stuff, some good bonding. And Alex is pretty stupid if he doesn't realize it, but maybe he does and doesn't want to hurt her more. That I guess that's the only explanation for me. Well, I don't know. I I feel like I feel like actual people can be pretty stupid with that stuff too. I remember reading like this funny Reddit thread that was like it was somebody at the high school reunion, like that, um, like this girl's like, Oh man, I always like hope that you would make a move in high school. And uh <laughs> the guy was like, I'm never gonna make that mistake again. And then everybody in the comments was like, well, did you ask her out then? And he's like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like there's, you know, definitely precedence for this in real life that um, yeah, a little clueless, but I don't know. Yeah. We don't get that vibe with Alex. Well, it, yeah, I, I guess it's fair. Like Alex doesn't have a very good romantic track record. So, well, he doesn't have, I mean, literally the only thing we've seen in the whole series is that one seductress uh, lady. Yeah. Right. And that's, you know, not to like keep comparing it to Dresden, because I think it can definitely be pretty cringe in Dresden. But like, at least the at least there's some like tension in most books, you know, of like, oh, who's going to, you know, who's Alex going to be flirting with this book or who's Dresden going to be flirting with this book, even if nothing happens, you know, for those mm-hmm. for, for those first couple books. Yeah, it could definitely use more romance. Hopefully it's going in that direction. I mean, even if it's not like serious romance. It's just like some like wish fulfillment fantasy of like, of like some flirting and stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, well, okay. So at this point, what else do we need to cover? I mean, we didn't talk a ton about Veiled, but I think we got the, our main opinions out there. Yeah. Yeah. Again, the main opinion about Veiled was that there's just too much stuff going on that I didn't care at all about. I read his uh, Benedict Jaka's he does like blog posts about each book and um you have to be a little careful because if you read too far there are spoilers for the series but you kind of skim and you get it anyway um at the beginning of of the blog post he said basically he feels like veiled was a little bit of a misfire and honestly it's not that important to the rest of the series like you could skip it and get a summary in a paragraph and be good so yeah i mean you could see what he's trying to do didn't really work out and i think after uh, he's writing the all these posts after writing the whole series so 
clearly he's grown as an author yeah i like i like authors that are able to be self-reflective like that yeah you know what i mean and it's like i think there's what video is that where sanderson i think sanderson and murphy were going through and like rating his books and yeah. brandon was like yeah this one wasn't very good we're putting this in d tier <laughs> you guys i think that was the difficulty to write the book though so this is kind of random but that same coworker i've talked about where i got her jury game or i suggested uh first oh yeah law. let's keep let's keep yeah. this thread oh going yeah for... so i haven't well right. i haven't heard from her about first law but in that same conversation she's like yeah my favorite sanderson book is elantris i was like really what? and she's like yeah i really really liked it i'm like okay that's interesting i'm like it's not like it's not a bad thing i'm just like never really heard that before you know like i i personally liked elantris too but yeah has she read all of his books i don't think all of them but i think she's read a lot of like enough of them to have like not that be her favorite book you know what i mean okay interesting <laughs> like she's read most of stormlight i think and she's read and she's read a lot of them so yeah her, that... her brother for her for her birthday got her the kickstarter pack so it's like important enough that like her brother knew that that's a gift that she would want so okay unique opinion yeah okay sure <laughs> I will say my I got a friend of mine to compete with Josh's coworker. She's read all of Mistborn and she I she's starting to read. She, I think she's almost done with uh, uh, Emperor's Soul, which is good. But also, I think Capture and Words just came out with a definitive list of of how to read the Cosmere. So I sent that to her last night. She he came out with that a couple of days ago. So you should look that up if you. Anyway, back okay. to Alex. Yeah, I mean, at this point, where are we? What are we excited for? I'm excited to see I'm excited to see the Dark Mage conflict because I feel like it's kind of been flirted with a little bit. And yeah, Morden's on the council. Okay, like that's a problem. We haven't really seen it be a problem until now. Richard is still this looming threat because of reasons. Like now we're finally getting there, I think. Personally, I'm hoping that we get a little bit of uh, more grayness from Richard. Like he's obviously just made out to be a really, really, really bad person. But okay. I'm kind of hoping that we get a little bit of this is the reason why he's doing what he's doing and maybe mm-hmm. sympathize with him a little bit, even if we don't. Yeah, I don't think he's going to become like, a good guy at all. But like he's got to save the world because of whatever is happening. And so in order to do that, he's going to. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I've also like it was very hard not for, for me to not st- want to start reading Bound immediately. So, yeah, so I'm excited to to see what's going to happen. But now so you're just ex- you're excited overall, 100 percent. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I'm excited. Burn, burned was, burned did get me hyped for the series again. It, yeah. it made me like, oh, dang, mm-hmm. I want to finish the series off, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think it's a good testament that if you want to have a series, like, if you want to keep the momentum going in your books, you have to take some big swings. You can't just yeah have the same people do something that we've seen before. Even though we like these characters, you can't yeah. just sit with them forever. Something's got to happen. Yeah, exactly. And maybe that's just the style of books that we've kind of been into. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like there are a slice of like books that we enjoy where nothing that big happens, or like Name of the Wind, which I love. You know, not that much big really happens, but I think those are almost exceptions to the rules because they're just so masterful, and, especially and Name of the Wind. And there's longer like the spy, you know, kind of like action thriller series that have like 30, 40 books in them, and like it's just more of like solving the mystery of the week type thing. Yeah. yeah do we like do we like personally i, I haven't really gotten like, into like those. those books though people do i don't know yeah people like them I, that's that's what i'm saying is like you know there's definitely just like 
a type of book that I think we all kind of are drawn towards. Would I like them? I don't know. Maybe you should read a Tom Clancy. <laughs> I guess book. I'm I'm too snooty to say if I would like them or not. All right. Yeah. I think uh, that's our review of Veiled and Burned. So let us know. Yeah, we get two more reviews missing. for the series, right? And then we're done. No, we can do. We'll do eight and nine, ten and eleven, and then maybe we could do like one for twelve since it's the conclusion. I like that. Maybe we can do like a conclusion for twelve and like a tier of all the. Yeah, yeah, yeah gotta have a tier list everyone loves tier lists cool if you want to chat with us you can do that on discord uh links to join are in the episode description let us know what details we're getting wrong let us know what 30 books by thrillers we need to read because we're uh i need to get off my high horse and books don't always need to change i don't know let us know uh whatever your feedback is but as always thanks ben and josh okay see everyone later bye all right see you